1: I'm Brian Lehrer. This is my Daily Politics Podcast. It's Thursday, March 2nd. So maybe you heard about the big bipartisan thing the House of Representatives managed to do this week, hold a primetime hearing about the rising threat that both Democrats and Republicans see coming from China. Maybe you didn't hear that one of the members of this newly formed House Select Committee on Strategic Competition between the U.S. and China, as it's called, Congressman Richie Torres. Congressman Torres joins us now to talk about that and other issues. Always good to have you, Congressman Torres. Welcome back to WNYC.
0: Always a pleasure to be here.
1: So why do you want to join this committee? I'm not sure China is the thing people are talking about on the number four train to Woodlawn as they're coming home from work.
0: Look, when you're a member of Congress, you have to grapple with issues both relating to domestic policy and foreign policy. Uh, and I see it as about the future of the country and the future of the world. Um, you know, the select committee on the strategic competition on between the United States and the CCP, the Chinese communist party has the potential to be one of the most consequential committees in the history of Congress, because it touches on every issue. It touches on the jurisdiction of every committee and it affects everyone either directly or indirectly. Uh, and. The United States has reason to be concerned about the behavior of the CCP. Uh, The CCP has perpetrated genocide against Uyghur Muslims, detaining more than a million Muslims in concentration camps. It has subjected its own people to a mass surveillance state, the likes of which not even George Orwell himself could have imagined. It is exhibiting the same kind of aggression toward Taiwan that Russia has shown toward Ukraine, before the invasion, and the use of China as the global factory floor has led to the devastation of American manufacturing here in the United States, the widespread joblessness. Uh, So there are economic and diplomatic and military and political issues that have real consequences for the United States.
1: On the jobless uh, front, the factory floor front, as you called it, I see that the top Democrat on the committee Congressman Raja Krishnamurti from Illinois um, was emphasizing, uh, sorry, was emphasizing government spending on our own workforce as a response to China's economic competition. The Republican Chairman Mike Gallagher is more into things like sending more weapons to Taiwan. Where are you on that scale?
0: Uh, I agree with the ranking member that the, ultimately the competition with the CCP is about. America investing in itself, investing in our own workforce, investing in our own infrastructure, investing in research and development and innovation. It's about building partnerships and alliances abroad. Um, That will determine whether the United States remains the leader of the free world. And President Biden has often spoken about a power struggle between democracy and autocracy. And the competition between the United States and the CCP is part of the broader power struggle between democracy and autocracy.
1: I also say that Congressman Krishnamurti did warn about the risk of anti-Asian stereotyping from this committee's work. We know how Donald Trump, as president, unleashed all these hate crimes by calling COVID the China virus, right?
0: I made the same point at the hearing. You know, During World War II, we saw sentiment against the Japanese government metastasize into discrimination against Japanese Americans, which led to one of the darkest moments in American history, the mass internment of Japanese Americans. And so we have to be extraordinarily careful never to allow sentiment against the CCP to become a pretext for discrimination against Chinese Americans. Um, You know, calling into question the loyalty of Chinese Americans, as one of my colleagues recently did, is as dangerous and hate should have no place in the United States.
1: One other China issue before we move on to other things, Congressman, just about everyone I know is on TikTok, but the U.S. is considering banning that social media platform because of concerns China is using it nefariously when they get our user profiles because of the connections of the company to the Chinese government. Do you have a position on that?
0: Well, the parent company of TikTok is accountable to the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, So there's reason to be concerned that the CCP is collecting vast quantities of data about the American people, which poses a national security risk. But there are solutions other than banning TikTok. We can force the sale of TikTok to a company that has no accountability to the Chinese Communist Party.
1: And you can do that? You can force the sale of TikTok? You want to do that in the private sector?
0: Look, there would be litigation, but... Uh, there there are national security reasons to do it. Um, You you cannot allow a foreign adversary to collect massive amounts of private data about your own citizens. Um, um, That that strikes me as a national security risk, and I'm not alone in feeling that way.
1: Congressman Richie Torres from the Bronx, our guest here on WNYC. Moving on to other issues, you've been an opponent of reducing funding for the NYPD, but the city, as I'm sure you saw, just agreed to pay more than $20,000 in damages per person to around 300 people who were beaten or pepper sprayed or wrongly arrested during the racial justice protest in Mott Haven in your district in 2020. Meanwhile, housing and mental health services, which also prevent crime, are woefully underfunded, I think you would say. So does the NYPD continue to deserve the full faith and credit of the New York City taxpayer?
0: Well, let me be clear. I'm not, I am not opposed to diverting funds to social services and mental health services, right? There was a particular proposal for cutting the police budget in half in the span of one year, which I thought would be irresponsible, but but we have to rein in the budget of the NYPD and invest more heavily in social services and in youth programming and in youth employment. Um, I have no objections to that at all. I'm completely supportive.
1: Oh, so is that a new position for you? And would you uh, support the uh, the remaining members of the progressive caucus on city council where you used to serve? In uh, their desire to cut the NYPD's budget in this current uh, New York City budget being debated,
0: well, it depends on the dollar amount. But if the when I was in the council, there were people who were advocating for a billion dollar cut, which I thought was excessive. Uh, so it's one thing to rein in the growth of the police budget and ensure that sufficient resources goes towards social services. It's something else to just pluck a number out of thin air, like a billion dollars or fifty percent of the budget, and cut it in half. That strikes me as irresponsible.
1: I see you also commented on the Supreme Court Student Loan Relief Program hearing this week. You tweeted, will the Supreme Court do the bidding of extreme MAGA Republicans and sabotage debt relief for tens of millions of Americans drowning in nearly $2 trillion of student debt? So let me ask you to make it really concrete for our listeners. How do you see that affecting your constituents in the Bronx? Well,
0: there are more than 40 million Americans who owe owe almost 40, uh, almost $2 trillion in in student debt. Uh, The Bronx in particular has the highest rates of student debt, delinquency and default in New York City. Uh, You know, I represent many students who have the worst of both worlds, who have debt without an actual college degree and who have been victims of the high cost of higher education. Um, And so it will have real implications. President Biden's plan would have given up to $20,000 in student debt relief uh, to to the lowest income families, families from places like the Bronx. And the Supreme Court is in danger of striking down that plan, uh, which would address the student debt crisis in America. And unlike Donald Trump, who could easily escape his debt with chapter 11 bankruptcy, uh, student debt is inescapable. Uh, it's, a, it's a ghost that haunts you for the rest of your life. Uh, And it's well known that some of the most important decisions that we make in our lives, the decision to open a business, the decision to marry, the decision to form a family, all of these decisions are delayed and distorted by the overhang of student debt. Uh, So it will have real consequences, not only for the Bronx, but across the country. And I worry about what the Supreme Court will do.
1: Republicans argue the debt bomb in that package, in the student relief, uh, debt relief package is what it will do to the federal deficit. It's a $400 billion outlay. They say it will fuel the growing debt and fuel inflation too with another big infusion of federal money into the economy by not requiring these repayments. What's your response to that?
0: The cost of President Biden's plan is $400 billion over the course of 30 years. 30 years. So by way of comparison, uh, the Trump tax plan Will cost the United States two trillion dollars over the course of ten years, versus the Biden student relief plan, which will only cost four hundred billion over the course of thirty years. Thirty years, which is about thirteen billion a year, it's a manageable dollar amount. Interesting
1: comparison, indeed. Another hit to lower-income Americans, and I presume people in your district included, is the expiration this month of the bigger SNAP benefits, food stamps that have been in place as a COVID emergency measure. President Biden signed that expiration into law as part of a budget package uh, the other month. How do you see that affecting people in your district?
0: Loss of food, food assistance is devastating. Uh, it, it's, it's devastating. The, you know, during the pandemic, um, Americans received enhanced food assistance under the SNAP program, the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, and the enhancement expired As of March, Uh, so more than 30 million Americans are going to lose a substantial share of their food assistance. Um, Americans who on average received $251 in food assistance will lose about $82 on average, which is a third of their food assistance. And in the most extreme cases, uh, there are SNAP recipients who will go from receiving $281 a month to $23 a month. $23 Now, twenty-three dollars a month is less than a dollar a day.
1: How does that happen? That big a reduction was that much of it from the emergency COVID era program?
0: So the amount that you rec- under under normal circumstances, the amount that you receive in SNAP depends on your income. Right? There's a minimum benefit which could be as low as twenty-three dollars, and then there's a maximum benefit which could be as high as two hundred and eighty-one dollars. And there and during the pandemic. Congress passed a law that allowed all SNAP recipients to receive the maximum benefit regardless of income, right? That law has now expired.
1: So I guess the argument is the COVID emergency per se has ended in terms of it being an unemployment crisis. So do you push back against that?
0: Well, COVID as a public health emergency has been declared over or is going to be declared over. But the economic impact of COVID lingers on. The poverty, the food insecurity, the hunger, the, the overall legacy of COVID continues to haunt communities like mine.
1: Last thing, I see you've been commenting on some of the recent January 6 developments. I see you were on TV for this. And you also tweeted... Kevin McCarthy releasing January 6th footage to a January 6th denier like Tucker Carlson is as absurd as appointing Marjorie Taylor Greene to the Homeland Security Committee. Wait, did they appoint Marjorie Taylor Greene to the Homeland Security Committee?
0: Uh, Yes, and I'm no longer on the Homeland Security Committee. Did you get kicked off? Uh, Democrats lost seats, and, and I was appointed to the new select committee instead.
1: So there's a story for our New York audience. Marjorie Taylor Greene is on the Homeland Security Committee now, and Richie Torres is not. But what did Speaker McCarthy do regarding Tucker Carlson?
0: Well, I want to be clear. I have no objections to releasing the January 6th footage as long as it's done so in a manner in keeping with security. You know, January 6th was my third day on the job, and I remember vividly the Capitol Police bringing members like me to a secure location. And I would have concern about the release of footage that reveals secret locations in the United States Capitol. That strikes me as a national security risk. But even more disturbing, you know, Kevin McCarthy chose to release the footage exclusively to Tucker Carlson, who has been the leading January 6th denier, denier in the country. You know, the, the notion of having a January 6th denier investigate January 6th is an absurdity. Um, You know, Kevin McCarthy is making a mockery of Congress as an institution, and he's putting at risk the security of the Capitol.
1: And you wrote on Twitter, even Ted Cruz denounced January 6th as domestic terrorism, only to reverse himself under orders from Tucker Carlson. What do you mean under orders from Tucker Carlson?
0: Well, in the immediate aftermath of January 6th, Ted Cruz rightly denounced... Uh, the January 6th is an act of domestic terrorism uh, and then he had to reverse himself when he was being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson denies that January 6th was an actual insurrection. Uh, And so I see Tucker Carlson as the most most poisonous figure on the right. Uh, The damage he's done to our country cannot be overstated.
1: Congressman Richie Torres from the Bronx Always an interesting conversation when you come on, Congressman. Thanks for coming through, uh, for talking through so many issues with us. We really appreciate it.
0: Of course. Take care.
1: Brian Lehrer, a daily politics podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today.